to Robert Ross from De Profundis, 1907 Keller edition. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. H.M. Prison, Reading. To these purely business matters, perhaps more Aidy will kindly reply. His letter dealing purely with business I shall be allowed to receive. It will not, I mean, interfere with your literary letter with regard to which the Governor has just now read me your kind message. For myself, my dear Robbie, I have little to say that can please you. The refusal to commute my sentence has been like a blow from a leaden sword. I am dazed with a dull sense of pain. I had fed on hope, and now anguish, grown hungry, feeds her fill on me as though she had been starved of her proper appetite. There are, however, kinder elements in this evil prison air than before. Sympathies have been shown to me, and I no longer feel entirely isolated from humane influences, which was before a source of terror and trouble to me. And I read Dante, and make excerpts and notes for the pleasure of using a pen and ink, and it seems as if I were better in many ways, and I am going to take up the study of German. Indeed, a prison seems to be the proper place for such a study. There is a thorn, however, as bitter as that of St. Paul, though different, that I must pluck out of my flesh in this letter. It is caused by a message you wrote on a piece of paper for me to see. I feel that if I kept it secret it might grow in my mind, as poisonous things grow in the dark, and take its place with other terrible thoughts that gnaw me. Thought, to those that sit alone and silent and in bonds, being no winged living thing, as Plato feigned it, but a thing dead, breeding what is horrible like a slime that shows monsters to the moon. I mean, of course, what you said about the sympathies of others being estranged from me, or in danger of being so, by the deep bitterness of my feelings, and I believe that my letter was lent and shown to others. Now, I don't like my letters shown about as curiosities, it is most distasteful to me. I write to you freely as to one of the dearest friends I have, or have ever had, and with a few exceptions, the sympathy of others touches me, as far as its loss goes, very little. No man of my position can fall into the mire of life without getting a great deal of pity from his inferiors, and I know that when plays last too long, spectators tire. My tragedy has lasted far too long, its climax is over, its end is mean, and I am quite conscious of the fact that when the end does come, I shall return an unwelcome visitant to a world that does not want me, a revenant, as the French say as one whose face is grey with long imprisonment, and crooked with pain. Horrible as are the dead when they rise from their tombs, the living who come out of tombs are more horrible still. Of all this I am only too conscious. 
when one has been for eighteen terrible months in a prison cell one sees things and people as they really are the sight turns one to stone do not think that i would blame any one for my vices my friends had as little to do with them as i had with theirs nature was in this matter a stepmother to all of us i blame them for not appreciating the man they ruined as long as my table was red with wine and roses what did they care my genius my life was an artist my work and the quiet i needed for it were nothing to them i admit i lost my head i was bewildered incapable of judgment i made the one fatal step and now i sit here on a bench in a prison cell in all tragedies there is a grotesque element you know the grotesque element in mine do not think i do not blame myself i curse myself night and day for my folly in allowing something to dominate my life if there was an echo in these walls it would cry fool forever i am utterly ashamed of my friendships for by their friendships men can be judged it is a test of every man and i feel poignant abasement of shame for my friendships of which you may read a full account in my trial it is to me a daily source of mental humiliation of some of them i never think they trouble me not it is of no importance indeed my entire tragedy seems to be grotesque and nothing else for as a result of my having suffered myself to be thrown into a trap and i sit in the lowest mire of malbolge between gilles de retz and the marquis de sade in certain places no one except those actually insane is allowed to laugh and indeed even in their case it is against the regulations for conduct otherwise i think i would laugh at that for the rest do not let any one suppose that i am crediting others with unworthy motives they really had no motives in life at all motives are intellectual things they had passions merely and such passions are false gods that will have victims at all costs and in the present case have had one wreathed with bay now i have plucked the thorn out that little scrawled line of yours rankled terribly i now think merely of your getting quite well again and writing at last the wonderful story of blank pray remember me to your dear mother and also to alec the gilded sphinx is i suppose wonderful as ever and send from me all that in my thoughts and feelings is good and whatever of remembrance and reverence she will accept to the lady of wimbledon whose soul is a sanctuary for those who are wounded and a house of refuge for those in pain do not show this letter to others nor discuss what i have written in your answer tell me about that world of shadows i loved so much 
and about the life and the soul tell me also i am curious of the things that stung me and in my pain there is pity yours oscar end of section